0: And I'm gonna start in three, two, one. Hello, my friends. My name is Hawa Tankara. I am a junior at Barnard College studying economics, and welcome to the H Suite Chats. All right. So today I have the wonderful Miss Tina Gao as my guest today. Thank you so much for coming, Tina. She is a junior studying economics and social history as a combined major. She's an ASEP scholar. She speaks both in English and Mandarin. Fun fact, and uh, here she is, uh, Tina. I just wanted to start off with just asking the the big the basic question: How did you end up here today? Like honestly,
1: if you like ask me, like whenever people ask me, I always say like I don't really know. I think half of it's like luck, and then half it's like. I don't even think i have credentials to be here but sometimes it's like just having the confidence to be here but um when i was little i always knew that i want to go to college because i was like a first generation college student. my parents didn't go to college and i saw how much like they struggled but um my freshman year of high school something actually really changed like my mindset about it and it was like my freshman year my mom she got arrested by ice and it was during like a school night Like school, she called, she got arrested Thursday night and then she called me Friday morning and she got arrested at her workplace in Albany. So the next day, when she called me, she didn't even know where she was. She was just crying. So I just went up all the way to Albany to like, with like a lot of money in my hands, just to like, because i knew i needed to bail her out and then she would have to go on trial but because of that um i know like a lot of people don't understand they think like oh immigration papers just takes like a second to fill out but honestly the court case and everything took like all like four years in high school and it wasn't until like senior year she finally got her green card and you know senior year, it's like you have to like um write like common app and stuff like that and then I needed to find, like, my mom didn't have a social security number. It was, like, how do you fill out that FAFSA? So, like, yeah. yeah.
0: Even the financials, the plus, CSS profile. And plus, like, my mom and my stuff.
1: dad, um, they're, like, separated. So, like, I don't talk to my dad anymore. And, you know, like, there's the whole thing where it's, like, single parents, um, CSS profile. For, like, people who are, like, single parent, you need to have your other parent to fill it out and, like, prove that you don't talk to your other parents. It's, like, so crazy. Yeah, yeah. because then you have
0: to go and talk to them again right and that's an awkward situation goodness gracious but sis you're here you're out here thriving and the funny thing about ice i'm going to put one note about it, is yeah. the whole thing that, that's happening currently like yeah. you've been mentioning earlier yeah. ice is on broadway lafayette last night yeah. they've been taking people in like a big number right now currently what what's today's day we're in august 15th so like this is like to reference the time that we're referring to but this is a crazy time even just not just for immigrants in general who don't have documentation so prayers out to them. Right. Alrighty, righty. Uh, I kind of want to go into now just your many accomplishments now that you're here. I know you mentioned earlier you're not sure why you're here. or It's all imposter syndrome says. Don't worry about all of that. But let me like list out a few things that you've been able to kind of do on campus. Like, for example, you are on the Student Government Association between... Class of 17 to 18, you were the co chair of TICSI. Maybe you can give us a little bit more about what that acronym means. Too many acronyms on this campus. <laughs> you were the first year class VP. I remember voting for you, so hey. And then, you know, you were also the sophomore class president. Yeah, for last year. And now, junior, you're going to be the VP of finance. Yeah. You were, we're going to list out everything. We're going to gas you as much as possible. Hello, Miss Athena, pre law society. Between 17 and 18, you were the co chair on campus outreach. You're a QuestBridge student mentoring mentor, right? You, are, you did a volunteership with Columbia Food Bank. And you've also been a part of the Barnard Babysitting Agency. So, Sis, really? I question you when you say you haven't done I enough. I feel like
1: it's because at Barnard, everyone does a lot. So, like, you kind of, like, it's, like, normal. Yeah.
0: It's the normal. And how do you feel about that sometimes anymore? when
1: i like step outside my box usually like i don't even feel like i'm doing a lot until like finals or like midterm season and then it hits me it's like wow i'm like actually doing a lot and i'm stressing myself out yeah
0: about doing so much exactly but how do you i mean when you're in that finals and midterms, because those those have to be for those of you who are in college currently maybe like high school students i feel like in college you're midterms and finals are got to, have got to be some of the most hectic times I think those are like the biggest peaks in terms of like stress levels going high what are some ways that you cope with that stress when you're going through that midterm or I final feel like season? I'm actually
1: not the best person to ask because last semester I went into the emergency room twice because I was like breaking out in hives due to stress but I feel like there's a lot of reasons why like A lot of people come into Barnard with, like, they took, like, APs or IBs back in high school. So they come in with, like, a lot of credits. I know people who come in with, like, 30 credits. And I feel like that's why, like, we see so many kids. They literally, they don't even go study abroad. They take the semester off just to travel. Like, I know so many people in our year who do that versus, like, me. I didn't come in with credits. So every semester, like, last semester, I took, like, 21 credits, which obviously is not, like, normal i know like the average person takes like 15 yeah
0: 16 15 highest maybe 18 they try to cap you at 18 here and then this
1: year it's good that they put the policy where it's like you shouldn't be taking more than 23 credits like registering yeah
0: i think that makes a lot more sense just because the stress culture here not just at barnard but Columbia in general is just so crazy wouldn't you say like i mean i'm a commuter so i'm barely a part of it But whenever I am here, I'm just like, why is everyone going crazy? Like, why is everyone losing their head? And they come to me like, why are you so calm? I'm like, because I get to leave here every single day. That is why. Not to discourage people from dorming, but it's just an interesting dynamic coming onto campus, especially around those midterm and final times when people are just on the high end of the stress levels. (laughs) She said, agreed. But uh, I know some of the program projects that you work on we're going to touch on that a little bit more like the uh barnard meal share which was on youtube no it was on facebook on facebook i don't have facebook we're living large. But Barnard meal share. what is that?
1: So basically, uh, my freshman year, every well, most people know like Barnard, we have the biggest plan and meal plan, which is I think 19 swipes per week. And when I was a freshman, there was um, this girl in my Chinese class and she was a commuter student and she went to Columbia and she told me how like she didn't have enough for like food and stuff like that. So she would go the whole day without eating. Well, I'm over here, like I can't finish my meal plan. So I would like offer to swipe her in. And... I realized like more people were like that. So I was thinking like, oh, um, I knew that Columbia had like a meal share Facebook group, but for whatever reason, my freshman year, I could not access it. Like a lot of Barnard students can't access Columbia Facebook group pages because I think like their uni emails aren't linked or something. It's really complicated. So I just ended up making a Facebook group. So every time like someone has excess meal swipes, you don't have to be a freshman. You can just post like, hey, I can swipe you in at this time or I can just leave my ID here and feel free to like use my ID. And that can be for anyone who needs it. Like I use it right now. Like I'm an upperclassman. I only have like 30 meal plan. Right. Yeah. So
0: it's still going and you initiated that.
1: Yeah. Right now there's over I think 700 members in there wow yeah and then every year like you know i want people to spread it like about it during end because a lot of freshmen like every year like freshmen have the biggest meal plan they come in and they always complain to me like i don't know where to use my swipes and i'm like you can go inside this facebook group and use it
0: and you have to have a facebook to be a part like you have to have a facebook to be a part of that facebook yeah
1: unfortunately
0: it's okay for those out there like me who have no facebook we're living we're thriving just make friends who have it and then you can make sure to get some meal swipes for yourself and then you also worked on some co- college application workshops
1: yeah so that um started after my freshman year of college i don't really put like a set rate because i feel like a lot of it's like a mix like some people the kids that i help with they're like from very um how do i say it? privileged backgrounds like their parents can shell out hundreds and thousands of dollars and then there's some kids like there was this one girl I remember she was actually undocumented and I literally did not charge her anything. So I don't really put a set rate. I'm just like I'm going to help you and you know, you can charge me whatever like you want. You can pay me whatever you want cuz obviously like depending on your family situation if I was like, you know, low income back then and I needed help, like I would feel bad, you know, like charging my older self that money that I can't afford.
0: Right so where can they hit you up if they wanted like if some high school students are listening on the podcast where can they hit you up if they want help with that kind of application help for college
1: a lot of people they actually just like cold email me or like cold um dm dm instagram yeah what's your instagram handle um runaway thought r-u-n-a-w-a-y and then thought t-h-o-u-g-h-t
0: so would you prefer I DM you or email you after I, I've asked you for your email? Probably. <laughs> email. Email? Give yeah. me your email too.
1: TQG2001. At but Barnard. Yeah, at you. Barnard.edu. Because most of the time it's like they know, they heard about me through their friends or like their parents' friends and then they just ask.
0: Okay. righty. right. Let's shift a little bit in terms of just... Because I know like we're going to revert back to like that SGA and the uh, governmental associations you've been a part of. I mean, looking through your profile, I I was wondering to myself, what made you interested in the politics slash governments within Barnard? We're going to stay away from like larger political things, but within the Barnard sphere, like what made you, you know, freshman year, like I want to be class president. Like what drove you to that? What made you want to put that in, you know, open up that door to opportunity?
1: I think um, I actually never did student government before college. So, but my freshman year, I saw like um, SGA recruiting, and I wanted to change a lot of things about this campus just because I felt like the moment I stepped in, I didn't feel welcome. Like I tell all my friends, like during NSOP and stuff like that, the people around me made me feel very uncomfortable. And it's really crazy because I'm from New York City, and these people are coming into New York City, and I I'm the one who feels like I don't belong. And I wanted to do a lot of um I guess good and giving back to the FGLI community on campus. So I wanted to change a lot of the things about like F G L I just give someone just give the, oh. the name, not the acronym. Um first generation low income. There we go. Yeah. I wanted to change like I saw like food insecurity. I wanted to change like certain other policies. I can't remember off the top of my head, but freshman year, I wanted to just improve the community at large at Barnard. And also like I saw the candidates that were running at the time and I didn't see any of them like reflecting me or like the people that I wanted to see yourself in that position for other
0: people who come in and be like, I need someone, you know, be in that position. Just yeah.
1: And I was actually really scared. Like I know a lot of people thought that like I was so brave and stuff like that, but honestly, I was scared because I didn't know anyone from my high school who came here. But a lot of the um, other candidates, like, they went to feeder schools that, like, send so many kids to Barna and Columbia every year. So I honestly thought that they would have a better chance. feeder schools? Feeder.
0: Feeder, what's that?
1: That means, like, schools, like, really prestigious schools or, like, expensive boarding schools that feed, like, bring a ton of kids into a certain college. Like, they can guarantee it.
0: Mm, yeah so like columbia secondary or something along yeah lines. that would be a feeder so, school you guys out there like feeder schools well no shade thrown at you guys <laughs> no shade whatsoever all right so now in terms of just i mean you're interested in sga you're interested in like trying to put your step onto campus and make a difference on campus how does that filter your interest into what you're studying currently
1: i feel like what i do with sga isn't necessarily like correlated with my studies Backstory. I actually always wanted to go into law school, but then when I came to college, um, because my mom's health like deteriorated kind of, I decided like I want to find a major that is kind of practical. So when I graduate, like if I want to go to grad school, like by then it's like fine. But if I don't want to go to grad school, I want to be able to find something that I can major in, like to get a job more like technical side. I think most like low-income like students think that way so i originally came in like thinking like i want to do like econ and um political science but It was like the people I surround myself with, like I'm like Asian American and a lot of the Asian students on Barnard, like their parents went to Barnard in Columbia and I realized like everyone was studying economics and I was like, why are you studying economics? Like my roommate, her dad studied economics for undergrad and he was pushing her like, you need to study economics because it will increase your net worth and blah, blah, blah. And I feel like economics is a good major it's not really about increasing network but it gives you like a combination of more quantitative skills versus like how do you say like literature like humanity skills but also like after like two years of being economics major i kind of realized like it kind of makes me question i'm like what am i good at because i'm not really that good at math but i'm also like the major itself doesn't really train me to be good at like writing do you know what I was saying?
0: Yeah. like there's It's, a, it's kind of like a jack-of-all-trades major. Yeah. Because, of, I mean, there's a flip side. There's a, con, there's a pros to cons to it because I'm also an economics major, and I find that it's a, vers- it's, a, it's a versatile major. It gives you that theoretical mindset, analytical thinking aspect that you need in a day-to-day basis. It also gives you a little bit of math here and there, but it also has that, like, writing and reading and learning how to do all these different things. So for me, when I chose economics, it was because I was like, I need a versatile major that I can use anywhere.
1: Yeah but then after like my sophomore year i kind of um thought about it i was like you know i've like taken so many math classes i kind of just want to take a break and take some more humanities classes because i've always like really enjoyed and been really good at like writing essays and like reading and literature so that's why you chose economics yeah what about the social history aspect Oh, that's the social history aspect. <laughs> the reading and the writing. Yeah. And
0: the, I know. I mean, you basically, uh, I mean, one of my friends, Aaliyah, she's on the social history track with econ, and she's like, it's basically a history major. And I was like, I don't dispute that. <laughs> I do not dispute that. But are you enjoying this major?
1: Well, I've only taken econ classes so far. I've only taken like one history class. And honestly, I know a lot of people at our school like shit on like, oh, people who aren't studying STEM. But honestly, if you took that history class with me, um, intro to african-american history that was a lot more work than most of my econ majors combined because it's a lot of memory like i had to me- like i had four different maps of um, map quizzes on africa pre-colonial africa colonial africa africa after world war Two. Hey. do you know how many like countries and like the lakes and everything you have to memorize so crazy and then on top of that you need to be good at writing essays and then other quizzes yeah I
0: mean, I'm glad you took that class. Do we have to represent Africa? I mean, the, the, the fact is the curriculum pre-college doesn't really touch on Africa as a continent.
1: Yeah, honestly. And
0: Africa is a continent, for those who are confused. Um, <laughs> that's, that, that's that's that shade to anyone who thinks that it's not and thinks it's a country, just saying. Uh, that's funny, though. I'm, I'm glad you took the class, though. I mean, I mean uh, but the next coming semester, though, are you planning to take more history classes?
1: Yes, but I'm also... Um because i'm pretty much like i don't know i feel like economics took a lot out of me because the previous semester like everything like almost all my class were economics this semester i wanted to branch out to like explore i'm taking like an english class in like east asian studies department and then i'm also taking still some work i also registered for like psych stats stats for psych i think oh, that's, that's what a good it's class. Called. i took it yeah who are you taking it with actually don't remember because um the you know the waiting list for some reason it says like managed register or something so like i don't even know what place i am on the wait i mean you just go to the
0: first class you'll get it that's usually how it works just go to the first class i I had robert brotherton he was our uh, he was question mark he was oh let me actually let me not say names we're gonna take that out (laughs) 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 confidential (laughs) confidential information okay and, I mean, now that you've had two years behind your belt, you're going into your third year. Is college life what you expected it to be? And if not, why not?
1: I feel like a yes and a no. I thought college was more, like, more fun. Like, like when I see, like, my friends in college, they always, like, party and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, the American movie scene. But when I came here, like, I actually study like, i feel like my college lifestyle is much more like academic driven rather than like party driven like i rarely find time to relax like literally once you start school like it's not even two weeks and all of a sudden like midterms are coming and i'm like what did i even learn in this class
0: <laughs> yeah it's so true it's like oh shit two weeks and you're like oh no
1: midterms <laughs> yeah Why? and like back in high school i didn't have to study that much to like get good grades versus in college like When they say, like, professors don't hold your hand, it's, like, literal but also metaphorically. Like, sometimes professors don't even teach you the materials that's going to be covered in the midterm. I took that, like, certain classes with you where it's literally, like, the homework does not reflect what- Yes, we did take a few classes. Like, professors are teaching, and I think that, like, kind of-
0: Throws you off a little bit. A lot, honestly. No, I mean, it goes on that whole thing where, like, teaching versus learning and school. Like, school as an institution is supposed to be where you're learning, but- The way they have it set up is just memorize something, take a test, move on. Yeah. And that's continuing into college slightly. Like, college is supposed to be that breaking away from that K through 12 standardized way of doing things. But it's trickling in, sadly. So, at the end of the day, that's interesting. I mean, but then on a more positive note, though, like, what are some things, I guess crazy like even though you you barely have time some crazy college life stories i know people love hearing those like things that you've experienced in your two-year tenure here that you were just like wow i cannot believe i was witnessing this event
1: okay i feel like i would warn any incoming college students or like any current college students stay away from tinder (laughs) 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 like some oh. people you think they're very normal people on Tinder, like there. Some people are like crazy on Tinder, like crazy people. I
0: remember you telling me a little bit of your Tinder stories when you first had it. Remember that time we were in the Inuit?
1: Yeah, like I went on Tinder dates to get like free food, and I met like this one guy. He was like a catfish, but also like I know some people they use because we go to women's college, even though it's coed. It like the dating scene here is kind of hard. So a lot of people, like, use Tinder and all these apps, but, like, you need to be careful about, like, who you trust. Yeah. yeah, on those
0: apps. So tips and tricks. What are tips and tricks? What are some red flags? If you saw it on Tinder, you'd be like, don't do this.
1: Sometimes, like, their profile says a lot about what they want. Because I know on Bumble, there's, like, the option where people can list what they want, like, hookup or, like, dating or relationship or whatever. On Tinder, it's not like that. So I feel like sometimes, like, if a guy has, like, a shirtless profile, he's probably trying to hook up so i would swipe left if you're trying to f- find a free meal or like a relationship swipe left but then um just like look i feel like also the conversation if they like want to take you to a fast food restaurant the first on the first day just don't go don't waste your time with someone who takes a fast food <laughs> restaurant um, on the first day
0: mcdonald's heck no taco
1: bell not today
0: Take me to a Del Frisco's, please. Like
1: maybe on like later when you get to know know them, but it's like first date. No, you need to take them to like a decent, at least like two dollars. At $2 least the restaurant. very least,
0: guys. All right, so fellas, people out there, everyone out there, don't take your Tinder date to McDonald's on the first date. That's the first thing. Del Frisco's at the at the smallest, right? Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. All righty. So I mean, we I feel like we talked a lot about the on campus life what that entails and i know you wanted to talk about a little bit more about your because we're rounding out the summer actually so we just finished our internship periods i know i finished up my internship last week did you finish up your internship just as yet
1: no i actually did two internships so my second one he told me that i could end like any time next week so i think all right so tell me a little bit more about the
0: first one and then we'll leeway into the second one
1: the first one was very interesting I worked at a consulting company. It's not like finance, really. It's actually kind of like interesting. It's focused on career and education. So I know that sounds very like, eh. But if I tell you, like, I'll tell you the details. I won't name the name of the company that I worked for. But it's actually ran by, I think it was founded by like a Chinese American. And what they do is they help specifically, mostly international students, find jobs. And I'm not talking about, like, oh, like, just, like, basic helping internship. Like, people pay a lot of money. First, you buy a package. Um, The packages can range from $30,000 to almost $80,000. And they also have teachers from, kind of, like, coaches from all different types of big tech companies, the big four, like, Google, Facebook. And then there's also, like, consulting, EY, Deloitte. And I'm not talking about just branches in America. They also have connections in China and they can guarantee you your an international internship.
0: international
1: Yeah, if you pay them the money they want. Obviously, like some of these internships, if you want like a full-time offer, you have to pay oh, more money. Oh, you paid so- to
0: be an intern?
1: No, I'm oh. saying like the- our clients pay like big packages for whatever they want. And you also have like coaches and stuff like that who literally like edit your essay. I don't mean like, I literally mean like, write your essay for you write your whole damn application and give you internal referrals and it's not just like oh interns at or like analysts at these companies you'd be surprised it's like big names like vice president of so and so company yeah i was like really shocked and it kind of like hit me i was like well, wow, like people are literally i know you can buy your way into school i did not know you could buy your way into a job learn something new every single day yeah (laughs) so
0: i mean but then you worked for them so how was that intern experience like you gave us the overview but like what did you do on a day-to-day basis
1: Well, um, I worked as a business development intern, so I would, besides communicating with the different partners, which was good because I made a lot of connections, like, one day I was literally talking to this vice president of this big bank that I want to work for in the future, maybe, and I think it kind of, like, shook me a little bit by how money-hungry some people can be because a lot of these people in CEOs or whatever in these positions, they already make six-figure, seven-figure salaries. The money that we're paying them, like, honestly, it wasn't even that much in my opinion compared to their salaries but they were so willing it's not like a teacher and a student type of relationship you know what i mean it was literally like they want the money so they were willing to do something and i felt like it was kind of made me question like ethics in a way it's, this is really ethical but at the same time it's like a business transaction so, you know I mean, what I mean
0: yeah trying to tightrope between what is ethical versus what a corporation does which is money yeah like businesses their goal is revenue they want to build revenue So that's just something we have to think about when we're going into places.
1: It also like made me think like honestly like if you get rejected from internship, at least like know you know like a lot of people like they're buying for like internal referrals and they have all this help. And sometimes us like first generation college students, we feel bad when we get a little bit of help from like certain staff members and we have like imposter syndrome. But at least like we're not literally buying our way into places. You know what I mean? Exactly.
0: Hard work pays off at the end of the day. Plus, we don't got that kind of cash, so. Yeah,
1: (laughs) honestly. Also, like, the culture, environment, consulting company, they pay you based on, at least for my internship, they paid me based on, like, the month. They don't pay you based on the hour. But I noticed the culture there was, we come in at 9.15, and then we leave. Well, I left at 6 p.m., because... That's what I was told during the interview. But I noticed a lot of people like stay longer at work. How do you say it? Like they just stay longer so it looks good. Like they're doing something productive. I met someone from Google this summer and he showed me around his office. And Google is not like that. I remember I was really tired. I was sick one day during... Work during that time and I was I was Telling him how I was so scared to even like Rest my eyes a little bit and he was He literally did not understand me he was Like why can't you just take a nap and I Was like um we we're not Allowed to take naps and you know he takes naps During the middle of work he can leave Early like whatever he wants And I felt like after that I learned like I feel like I like the tech company culture a lot more than like more like serious office jobs. Yeah,
0: that's such a funny thing that you mentioned because what you're mentioning is corporate culture. And what does that mean for people in our generation? I've been reading so many different things about it. Like people in our generation, a little bit younger, a little bit older. We care more about the quality of a company and whether or not their values align with ours as opposed to just we need this job because we need to pay our bills and we no because we have so many options out there we have you can you could be where you can literally work from home and yeah. some in, some institutions you can be you can create your own business online like online the internet has created such a new door it's like you can step through this new door and it's like hey i have options now so you can't hold me to this you know way of life and I, the, the first thing i thought about when you said 9 a.m to god knows when is i-banking yeah and as an econ major it's such a big thing on campus
1: those start like 6 a.m 7 like 6 a.m. a.m
0: 7 and you don't get out till like 8 9 10, 11 12 if you're lucky yeah and it's such a big th- i mean especially on ivy league campuses like that i banking drive and everyone wants to be an i banker and i'm like do you guys know what that means yes there's exit opportunities but I'm so like that's these are questions that I've been asking myself because I was doing a a finance internship last summer this summer and I'm like okay so I'm going on this finance track currently maybe I'll change it maybe I won't but it's it's so interesting because just like hey can I do that (laughs) do I I love sleep like even here even during the school year I sleep I like I still get my seven to eight hours and that's people look at me like I'm crazy and I'm like no 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 honey you don't want to see how on five hours of sleep that's not correct. <laughs> that's incorrect.
1: I literally see, like, my freshman year, there was, like, these seniors. They got, like, job positions in iBanking. And I always see them on Instagram. It's, like, 6 a.m. They're, like, finally going home. And then she puts, like, oh, the traders are coming in. See you at 9 a.m. again. So she literally sleeps, like, three hours. And it really, like, makes me think, like, like, me, if I don't sleep well, like, I cannot be productive they the next feed us day. Like
0: that, and it's, like, it's, it's for me, that's sad because it's, like, that's normalized
1: i know like a lot of people glamorize like these i banking and stuff on campus but i really thought about it and i was like honestly it's because of the salary it's 100k i think a or salary or 90k from according to my friends and, but then if you divide it by the actual hours that they work that's basically uh like if they work normal hours it would probably be like 60k or 50k job because they work like what 20 hours 22 hours out of a 24 hour week and sometimes they even have to work weekends honestly
0: most of the time i've been told like you're expected to especially as a new junior analyst or just the bottom of the rung you're like you're at the bottom of the ladder you're gonna get all the the hard kicks and tricks and you're gonna have to be there to prove yourself
1: they also say that most people like when you look at stats most people don't do those jobs past like three five years oh yeah yeah
0: no the goal is two years and you're out you're like (laughs) let me amass as much cash as i can and get out and i'm like yeah that appeals to people sadly like us who we we go into college we have a few things that we have to pay for a little debt here and there and we're like we need the most cash as as much as possible because you go into college like at least for me my parents my mom I go to college because I need a job afterwards. Mm-hmm. And if a job is paying that much up front, it's like, oh, this is a great job. This is, this is exactly what I needed to do. But it's like, hey, 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 you got to take it easy now. Take it easy. Backtrack. Reevaluate your values, what you're good at, who you are. Is, does this fit your lifestyle? And also, I mean, people, it's either you look at it, it's two ways of looking at it. It's either two years or it's just two years that's two different two years right there cuz some people are like oh it's just two years you know you're just suffering and you know sucking it up and the exit opportunities are great and i'm like yeah the exit opportunities are great within the finance industry i'm sure but the way that things are going i'm pretty sure there's another there's there's going to be alternative ways to get to where you want to be but like, you just have to want it really badly and also if you're putting in 180 to 100 hours a week you, you might as well just start your own business at that point <laughs> you Honestly, know put in the same amount of hours
1: there's actually this guy on youtube i found out afzal hussain he used to work at Goldman Sachs as an investment banker for two years. You know what he does now? He um took like he resigned from that job. Now he makes YouTube videos teaching people and he opens a consulting company teaching people how to get into investment banking and people pay him tons of money. It's so crazy.
0: I mean, yeah. I mean he's smart in he's a smart, way. Yeah. Smart conniving, but smart nonetheless. But I mean, hey, I'm not I'm not bashing on eye banking. I respect it as a craft. So if I go into if y'all see me with an internship next up around iBanking, banking, don't come for my life. <laughs> maybe no I actually do come from my life a little bit but no I'm just I, it's, I'm just I'm voicing my my double-edged sword like my heart I'm just like too I'm on 2 I'm on the side of this fence with just like there's too much going on but that's a good way to mention and then leeway into your second internship so you did consulting you did a little bit of you know advisory what was your second internship second
1: of? internship was um I'm working in the business field as a specialist for this nonprofit that used to help me when I was back in high school should I even say the nonprofit's name? Sure. Yeah, it's called Futures and Options. It's like really big in New York City. Like they help thousands of students, like throughout like um, New York City high schools. They're specialized, like those mostly like undeserved youth. And I, they like do like career essentials. They also place you with internships. So you start out usually with startup companies and they can like, there's like partnerships now. I didn't even know this, but now there's partnerships with BlackRock, Morgan Stanley, like high school students yeah. who are from low income backgrounds going to those fields. And I felt like, like back at the consulting company, I would always like wait and dread. It was like, oh, when is 6 p.m. coming? I can finally go home. But this job, like, I realized like I saw the kids and then it made me think of me back in high school like and you know when you feel kind of like fulfilled you don't always look at the clock it's like damn when am I coming home because I kind of enjoy my job because at least you know like you're kind of making like an impact in a way yeah Yeah. that's
0: actually a good way to put it and that's something that people look over when they're looking at the dollar sign it's like you also want to do something that's gonna. (laughs) You're not going to dread waking up every single morning. And
1: I made like a lot more money at the consulting company versus like the nonprofit. Exactly. Yeah. But which one felt better? The nonprofit. See,
0: I mean, and this is these are the hard questions we as college students have to face every single day. It's like, where do I start? Do I start where somewhere I'm like, I want to make an impact now. So you start in somewhere like this nonprofit or somewhere that doesn't pay as much as like a consulting company or a finance institution or something bigger than that. Or do you start at these like in- institutions, these corporations and you just struggle through it until you make up what you need to make up and then you move on from there. Yeah. I mean, it's really either option is really dependent on who you are as a person. I'd give you my two cents, but we'll 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 leave it at that. I don't want to influence anyone's opinion. Either option's good though. Either option's good
1: but also like i was kind of shook i know this sounds crazy because usually during school year i do babysitting and then i do like a campus job but during the summer when i saw how much especially like how much taxes took off of my paycheck <laughs> i know that sounds really IRS,
0: funny man, and i was IRS. telling my friends
1: my co-worker i was literally like to be working on a non-profit you're already not making that much i feel like the government should have a taxing system where it's like they don't take as much tax off of certain institutions like who are people who are working to, for the greater good of the society and stuff like that. That's just this my two like, cents. That's,
0: run for like Tina. What year are we in? Tina twenty thirty. Yeah. Twenty forty. Twenty fifty. Who knows? I'm down to be there. They've actually created a caveat. There's something mm-hmm. called social enterprises, which have this like community oriented goal mission type of thing going on but it's also a but it's still a for-profit institution yeah. so there are new things coming out so be on the lookout everyone if you really want to i think what we're saying from this is basically if you really want something look for it because it's probably out there and if it isn't you'll figure out a way to make it happen yeah and i think that's advice that i'm going to try to take myself. implement we're learning every single day so that's cool though and actually in a roundabout way i actually wanted to ask you we're gonna go backwards a little bit. The internship process, because I know that's a stressful thing for students, like trying to find an internship for the summer. Like most people are asking you by, like what, by February. They're like, what's your summer internship gonna be? And I'm like, we're in February, sis. Like it's not even spring. Yeah. But it happened. So what was that like? Applying to two different internships, getting them, because you got you know exactly you're lucky in that spectrum. Most people don't get internships. I feel internships.
1: like I'm always very very lucky because I know this sounds bad, but a lot of times. I apply for internships too late. Like, I don't start looking for them during, like... Sometimes I did apply during winter break. I think I applied for, like, maybe, like, five. I really was not trying that hard. But at the same time, it was because, you know, I just finished sophomore year. Like, most people, they want juniors and seniors. But um, a lot of them, you do not hear back
0: yeah. most of the time,
1: which, like, confuses me. It's like, I'd rather you tell me, like, I'm rejected rather than, like, have me hanging and I'm literally thinking should i be applying for more basically i mean
0: yeah (laughs) you should be at this point
1: but um also like um look at what sites you're um applying through so um most of the time look at the sites you're applying through and also think like, how many people do you think are on these sites every day applying for these type of jobs? So for example, if you're applying through Barnard Portal, there's definitely a smaller pool of people applying versus like on like jobs, like, li- like job boards like LinkedIn, Indeed. What's the other one? Zip Recruiter or Zip something? Recruiter. Yeah. There's a bunch. I have the biggest success on Indeed because um also like through Barnard Portals, like everyone who's applying... Everyone has a Barnard degree, like versus indeed, like it's probably a mix of like I don't know, NYU kids, CUNY schools, Barnard, and then yeah, LinkedIn is probably like have the most applicants because most people are on LinkedIn for a job, right? Yeah, that's
0: literally what it's for,
1: but um, sometimes also narrow down like think about what skills you have. For example, like me, I knew how to speak Mandarin, so I would type in like keywords Mandarin consulting or something like that. Right. Skill sets. Yeah.
0: Like basically highlighting your skill set. I mean, I feel like applying for a job has become a skill itself.
1: And sometimes like um think about who you know and like sometimes like people that you used to know would like reach out to you. For example, this nonprofit was like I used to like, you know, be in their program and they kinda reached out and I had to go through like several interviews. Oh, yeah. Can we talk about um, back in high school when I graduated high school during that summer? Yeah. I got a position as a representative at the Youth Assembly at the United Nations. Nice. That was through a connection. And honestly, if I tell you, like, you never know who's going to help you out. You know how I got that? How did you get <laughs> Internship that? or job. I My senior year of high school, I was trying to save up money for college. So I worked at a retail job at Muji, the pen place, the Japanese Well, people call it stationary, but it's honestly like a Japanese version of Target. Yeah. And there was this other guy who was working at the retail place. But he was honestly from a really rich background. His parents went to Yale in Columbia and he was just there because he's never worked a job and he wanted that life experience, which is so crazy to me. But he hit me up in the summer out of nowhere. He was like, hey, do you want to work at the United Nations like internship? I was like, heck yeah. He was like, you know, Chinese, right? I was like, yeah. And then he was like, yeah, I can hook you up. And like you never know.
0: Wow! So look at that. Tina got her. Fir- was that your first internship?
1: No, that was probably my. So second she's a or third.
0: she's a working woman. But in her second or third internship, out of high school, yeah, she got her Youth Assembly UN internship through some guys she worked with at Muji's. So you see kids and students and colleagues and peers. Anything is possible.
1: <laughs> Honestly, anything.
0: <laughs> anything. That's so cool. That's such an interesting way of getting to it. I mean, I mean, a cool story for me. I mean, why am I interested in business? I swear to you. The reason why I'm going into business or the reason why I'm actually interested. I mean, starting with finance first, but business in general. My eighth grade math teacher told me tall people do well in business. I'm dead. I'm so serious. That's why I'm an econ major. That's why I'm here. (laughs) I'm joking in a way. But that's that's how I am. That's how I came here. Tall people do well in business. So all you tall ladies and guys and lads and everyone out there, do what you're good at. Naturally inclined to. If you're tall, do business, obviously. That's that, there's no other way you can go. If you're not an NBA player, do business. Period. <laughs> I'm joking. Alrighty, thanks, Tina. But uh let's kinda leeway back onto the college campus. Yeah? Wait, did we talk about your roommate situation? College, crazy life, things you've done yeah. besides Well we did we talk we did talk about your your little your little um what's the Tinder tinder profiles. But Maybe let's go into kind of things roommate? that... roommate? Not your roommate. Let's, let's avoid that one. But events on campus that spoke to you or even like just moments from being here on campus. Cause We thought we had like a little negative things to say, but like more, more on a positive side, I guess. Like being on campus, things that have stuck with you, moments that you can't forget that happened and you're like, wow, it's actually you know, it's worth the struggle being here because of this moment. If that hasn't happened yet, what are you looking forward to instead?
1: I think, like, um, through student government, through, like, vice president and president positions, I was able to, like, kind of have enough funding because, like, through student government, the school gives, like, a certain amount of allocation freshman year, was a couple thousand dollars to, like, throw events for whatever you want to do. And actually don't remember exactly but we did like class dinners and stuff like that and bonding and stuff like that those events i know they sound like a lot of fun but honestly when you plan events for like hundreds of students it can be very stressful and i think student government like every year our council only has like no more than 10 students so 10 students throwing events for like hundreds of students afterwards you have to clean up and stuff like that at the same time like there was like town halls and we talked about like important issues not only like fgli but also um regarding like gender pronouns masculinity femininity and stuff like that it kind of brings a purpose and then afterwards it's like wow like besides the fact like everyone that i like and know is like here that made me feel like kind of fulfilled even though like it was a lot of work everyone knows when i plan events like i wanted to go well so it's like very i do remember
0: the sophomore class dinner i do remember that one yeah those, and then there. people were
1: like giving like we had people give their own individual speeches that was very yeah, nice. It was nice it was
0: nice to hear from the student body because you know you see everyone walking by you say hi but you don't sit down and like you know actually say hey let's talk a little bit or hear more about what your day looks like or what you're doing so that's kind of cool yeah. nice hashtag goals and passions so on this segment of the podcast we're going to talk a little bit more about i mean now that we we're in school we're in college we're not you know doing crazy things out of the ordinary at least how do we define success so tina what would you define as success if i was to ask you that
1: when you kind of leave a mark on someone else's life even when you're not there anymore i think that's success. Leave a mark
0: on someone's life even when you're not any there anymore it's similar to what maya angelo said yeah about um
1: about how like oh something about you th- you will never forget how they made you yeah, feel Yeah, you may not yeah. remember
0: their name you may not remember their anything about them but you will definitely remember how they made you feel so that's a good way to put it and how hard do you think it is to find you know this quote-unquote passion i feel like everyone's out here trying to find this passion and be passionate about something and they think they're going to find it in the four years of college do you think that's actually feasible or do you think that's like overrated passion's overrated
1: you know what i mean I think it is feasible, but I think that a lot of people, they kind of stay away from their passion if it's not, they feel like it's not practical. And I feel like that's what kills them. But also like a lot of people, they can't afford to like, I don't know, like pursue their passions. I feel like a lot of people, for example, like if they want to do like art, like back in high school, I was very, very passionate about visual arts, but then you don't see me doing that anymore in college. And I feel like it's passion also takes a lot of time also obviously a lot of money and whether or not you can afford it and i feel like also um sometimes you need to think about whether or not what can you get from passion like some people they might be happy like pursuing passion but also some people might be passionate about i don't know making money
0: (laughs) right yeah at least initially out of college i see i could see you being passionate about making money but hey hey, I, i don't judge well, you mentioned you just, you touched on a little bit, but the question is, if you could drop everything right now in this very moment, whether that be classes you have to take, the major you're on currently, and extracurricular clubs with no repercussions, what would you do?
1: I would probably drop my classes and also my, the part-time jobs, like the babysitting and the online campus. I mean, on, online, online, on-campus jobs, because I feel like classes, if I could afford to, like... Obviously, with like financial aid, you need to be like a full time student. If I could, I would do part time. You know what I mean? Because like
0: being a student full part time.
1: Yeah, part time because um part time students you can pursue full time internships and through internships I felt like I learned a lot more through work experience versus like on campus going through school. I feel like I learned more like theoretical stuff that sometimes is not applicable to the real world. I would say. And it's, like, good, I mean, good, I guess. Because, like, sometimes, like, you know, you come here for academia not necessarily to apply academia to, like, real life skills. But I'm someone who, like, enjoys seeing whatever I learn can be applied. And then with jobs, I think, with, like, online on-campus jobs and, like, babysitting in a way it's more like survival it's not really like i'm really passionate about babysitting and like stacking books against the shelf it's more like i'm just doing this so i can pay for my groceries yeah yeah so like, to-
0: it's a means to an end in a way yeah thank you tina so much for taking the time to come and talk thank with you. me thank you guys so much for staying tuned and listening to the whole episode i really appreciate it if you have any questions for me personally please hit me up email eight sweetchats at gmail.com and an Instagram handle is at eight sweet chats. Please hit us up if you have any questions, concerns. If you have any person you actually want to come on to the show. So if you have any like uh, guest recommendations, questions you want me to ask future guests, please feel free to hit me up at eight sweetchats on Instagram and hsweetchats at gmail.com. Either one will work. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. And I'll talk to you guys later. Peace.